People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our chicken rolled food as a meal or shred it as a topper. Blog Talk Radio.
2015, and you are listening to Boy Crazy Radio. I am your host. My name is Alexi Wasser. Boy Crazy Radio is a call-in advice show for anyone and everyone out there, be you a, a teen, a tween, whatever you are. You can be, you know, it doesn't matter. I don't care if you're not someone with bangs who shops, who, who doesn't shop at American Apparel or Urban Outfitters. Even if you're 80 years old in, in, a, in a wheelchair, staring at a window with no friends, whoever you are, if you're a 12-year-old boy, um, you know, just uh, you're reading a book. Everything between that, those two descriptions, you should know. Boy Crazy Radio should be considered your new home away from home. The whole point of this place, the whole point of Boy Crazy Radio is to listen to your problems, have a chat with you, hopefully uh, make you feel better, make you feel less alone, and distract you from the bullshit that you're going through and you're experiencing. Everything's going to be okay, I promise. You guys, are any of you out there sad, lonely, gay, straight, bisexual, newly single, a cutter, a shit talker, a total high school nerd who grips the straps of your backpack that's covered in whiteout and patches for bad bands way too tight? (gasps) Are you looking for love, answers, guidance, direction, or just hoping to feel a little bit less alone? Are you experiencing a shame spiral because of that desperate thing you did at that party last weekend? Are all of your friends total assholes who talk shit behind your back and then smile to your face? Is the guy or girl you like not responding to all of your text messages that you've sent without a single response back? Are they not responding to your Facebook posts, your retweets, and or your Instagram likes? Is your dad cheating on your mom with you? Holy fucking shit, you guys. Do you need a pep talk in the form of a slap in the face in the form of a radio show? then this is your goddamn lucky day because that is exactly what Boy Crazy Radio is, all right? I've explained it to death. Pick up your smartphone. Call in with your bullshit. I want to know it all. I want to know every detail of your thoughts and your feelings, the inner, you know, the crevices of your mind. I want to know. So dial 646-378-0649. You can also email me your question if you don't want to call in and you feel more comfortable with email. Send that email to boycrazyalexi at gmail.com. I'm going to spell it out for you. B-O-Y-C-R-A-Z-Y, Alexi, which is spelled A-L-E-X-I, at gmail.com. You can always tweet me your questions at Alexi Wasser. Oh, man. You can even leave a comment on my Instagram if you want. But you know what? I prefer an email or Twitter or actually a direct phone call is my my main preference. Um, God, you guys. Holy fucking shit. How are you? What's going on? How are you all feeling? Uh, what have I noticed this week? It feels a little bizarre to talk about upbeat, casual things after watching that video on repeat of, uh, of that guy getting shot eight times and that police officer walking over as if uh, nothing's ever, like, as if, you know, it didn't even phase him. I feel, yeah, I was just, I was just talking about this with a friend of mine, and I feel like I'm, I'm not eloquent when I talk about things in the news and major, you know, current events because I, I know how I come across. I say like a lot. I, I speak like a valley girl. I have a list, you know, and I put off, put off this very, like, silly thing. And so I'm not going to sound eloquent, but who gives a fuck? Yeah, that was fucking harsh. That was horrible. I don't even really know what to say about it, but I just wanted to uh, mention that that's something major going on. And 
police officers are, are scary. They're terrifying. You know, I was just talking, you know, I'm a white girl in Los Angeles. I'm, I'm, I'm the demographic that should be the least afraid of police officers. That's how fucked up it all is. Just, just so you know, I know how fucked up it all is. I'm very lucky to, uh, you know, I'm, I, I realize and I see the things that I can get away with because of the color of my skin, you know, uh, and how I, how I, you know, how I've been born into this, into this world. I'm very lucky. I don't have to put up with a lot of bullshit, unfair, unfair, horrible bullshit that other people have to put up with. And, uh, and cops are still, are still scary. There are so many stories where, you know, where girls get pulled over at night for no reason, but because people are like, oh, the cops, I have to, I have to, I, they pulled me over. I have to, I have to pull over. Girls get raped by cops all the time. You know, it's just, it's so terrifying with these like power monger, terrifying, uh, just, I'm not, I'm not, being, I'm not, I'm not doing this any justice. I just, this is my thought on it. Everybody just, oh God, I just, I just don't even know what to say. I just saw this video not that long ago and I, and I, it really frazzled me. Anyway, um, condolences, uh, to his family. I feel like I'm going to fuck everything up. His name, the state it all happened in. I just watched this video. I was like, maybe I shouldn't watch this right before I, uh, I do my relationship podcast. But then I did. And it's like this video online that's just like goes over and over and over and over again. It's just like on repeat and you're watching this. Anyway, I'm going to stop rambling. The point is, um, thoughts go out to this innocent victim and his family and his friends. I don't know if he had children. And be wary of the police and anybody who wields uh, power and has power going to their head. And it's just fucking terrifying. Jesus fucking Christ, what's going on? Doesn't it seem like this kind of thing happens once a week? Doesn't it seem like that happens way too often? It's crazy. Anyway, I'm going to uh, say something to uh, get us to the next thing, more in line with a show called Boy Crazy Radio that will take us to a, a, <clears throat> a more upbeat vibe after that rant. Um, phone lines are heating up. This is exciting. All I want to do is talk to you guys. Interested to hear what's going on in your lives. I've heard enough of uh, the sound of my own voice for a moment. Uh, I'm going to take a phone call. Area code 830. Uh, 830, are you there? Listen, 830, where are you? Hold on, let me see what's going on here. All right. Technical difficulty so soon to the broadcast. I don't know. All right, listen. I don't know where you went, 830, but I'll find you again. Uh, area code 323, are you there? Yeah, hi. Yes, hello. What's your name? How old are you and where are you calling from? Hi, um, my name's Charlotte. I'm 17 and I'm calling from Los Angeles, California. Tell me your name again because I think a uh, fire truck just drove past the Boy Crazy Radio studio and I can't hear anything. A fire truck? And uh, and motorcycle. Okay, well, it's not my re- it's not my real name anyway, but it's Charlotte. Okay, perfect, perfect. Just so I have something to reference. Okay, cool. What's going on with you? So um, I don't know if my problems are quite as heavy as what you were just talking about, but um, I just wanted to call in because I know that you talk a lot about like relationships on your show, and oh, and firstly, I just wanted to say that I'm a huge fan. 
and I think that you're hilarious, and um, also, like, I just really admire how open you are and how honest you are with with your audience. Like, I think that's just so refreshing to see. Thank you. Um, But anyway, I just wanted to talk about the fact that I have never been in a relationship, and... um, I really want to be in a relationship, but I go to a really, really small private school, and all of the guys at my school kind of suck, and it's just hard because two of my best friends are in really committed, intense relationships, and so I have to hear about it a lot, and it just kind of, it feels like I'm the only one who isn't in a relationship, so that's kind of a hard thing to deal with. So, yeah, that's kind of like where I'm at. Well, the thing is, have you ever have you ever made out with a guy? Yeah. You've made out with a guy. Are you a virgin? Yeah. So that's fine. That's totally fine. Uh, that's great, actually. I mean, here's the thing. You aren't in a relationship because you aren't in a relationship, and that's fine. And you obviously haven't met anybody you want to be in a relationship with. So it it just, it just is what it is. So know that, I mean, it doesn't even sound like you really want to be in one or, or it just seems like more that you have to deal with hearing about your, your friends' relationships more often and maybe you feel, do you feel excluded? Is that one of the things? I mean, it's kind of hard to to have to hear about, like, how hard, how far your friends are going when when you aren't going that far, but at the same time, like, I feel like I'm mature enough and I'm ready enough now, like, in my life to have a relationship with someone. But, I mean, I don't know how much of that is, like, because of the media and because, you know, our society puts such an emphasis on being in a relationship and, like, it kind of, like, the movies kind of glorify that or if it's, like, if I genuinely think that it's going to be as amazing as, you know, everyone makes it out to be. I don't know. Oh, yeah. That's so smart. You're already thinking about all the things that, that make you feel like, you you have to be in a relationship. That's so great. You're aware of all the, like the outside forces that put pressure on you. Like so that's yeah. that's already so like here's the thing. Don't all you have to know is that everything's gonna unfold exactly as it needs to. Like you you haven't met anybody that you like I said again, I'll I'm gonna say this again. You haven't met anybody that you feel those feelings for. Or, or maybe you know, they haven't been reciprocated, or whatever. Something, if something hasn't naturally flowed into your life to end up in a relationship, and whatever. And that's so fine. That's awesome. So now, what you have to do is, when your friends are talking about their relationships, instead of like thinking that they're talking about it has to make you feel like jealous or competitive or, you know, put pressure on yourself, just like listen. And and in a way, it's kind of awesome because you get all this insight. So when you actually do have a relationship, you'll have all this insight from your friends' experiences, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, I have friends who I have friends who have bought houses, and they own houses. And, you know, I don't own a house. I live in an apartment. But I don't think, oh, God, I have a, man, I got, I'm an adult. i got to buy a house. I, I feel all this pressure to buy a house. This is some... Um, oh, why do I keep talking about this? Or like, oh, I guess I can't relate. I'm not allowed to partake mm-hmm. in this conversation. I don't think of it that way. What I do, I, I think, wow, good for them. They own a house. Good for them. Okay, cool. I'm going to hear what they're going through. 
I can watch t- uh, shows about, you know, houses being remodeled and, and people buying houses and flipping houses. I can, I can be around all of it, learn about it, but I don't have to put a judgment on myself and, uh, and yeah, feel any I'm- pressure. Like, are you feeling, are you feeling lonely or sad or are you just feeling more like you, like the need to be competitive? I mean, I think like it just kind of, it makes it harder that my friends are in relationships, but I think like, I don't know, I've I just felt like for kind of a long time I've wanted to be in one. I just haven't met anybody and I'm not the kind of person who would just like go really far with someone or have sex with someone just because, like just for the hell of it, like I would rather wait and find somebody that I actually like than just do a bunch of stuff because I've had so many girls confide in me and, and tell me the regrets that they have about doing that, and I just know that that's, like, not the path I want to go down. That is so great. I'm so glad you know that, too, because I will tell you from my experience, I had I lost my virginity to my, like, best friend, like a guy that I I, I couldn't believe he liked me. I had a huge crush on him. We laughed all the time. He was my best friend, and I was so attracted to him, and I thought he was so cool, and we had so much fun together. And I, I was, he was my boyfriend, and I lost my virginity to him, and I felt really safe, and it was so amazing. So I can, so me having that experience, I, I can say like that's ideal. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and at least, at least you know, and you're clear in your head what you want for yourself. So now all you have to do is just like be patient, keep busy, have faith that like. You you will meet somebody great. And are you going to college next year? Or this yeah. And when when next year? I'm I'm going next fall. Yeah. So I say just like don't put, don't judge yourself. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. If you get lonely, just stay really busy. Read books. Masturbate. Take an Epsom salt bath. Um, mm-hmm. You know, have a have a crush on a celebrity. Watch movies. Spend time with your family. You can go flirt. Hang out with your girlfriends. Hang out with other single girlfriends go to parties, meet people. But I'm so proud of you for having, like, enough, um, like, self-worth to know that you don't want to just, like, go make out and have sex with some bonehead just because, like, oh, at least then I wouldn't be alone. At least then, like, you know, I might have somebody on my yeah. arm. I could, I, could, I could front, like, I, you know, I have this cool together situation happening. So you're all good. Like, you should just be proud of yourself for being so, like, you know yourself really well. So right now you just have to be patient and fight the loneliness and just stay busy and, like, yeah. you know, try not to judge your friends. They're just excited about their boyfriends and they're just sharing it and they're being all braggy and fun and, and just, like, don't, don't try not to get mad at them, but, you know, it's not personal. And you're going to have, like, that. at least when you know that when you do meet a guy and you're going to be his girlfriend and he's going to be your boyfriend, it's going to be so awesome because it was worth waiting for. And you'll know the difference. You'll be like, wow, I... I was single for so long and I did all these things and kept busy and held out. And I'm so glad I did because I get to have the story for the rest of my life that I lost my virginity to, you know, whoever that guy ends up being. And you'll find him. My God. So easy. Okay. I'll try well, I to, hope that, I'll try to be I hope optimistic about it. Oh, yeah. Be optimistic. Yeah, no, 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 it does. What are you going to major in when you go to college? I mean, I have no idea yet, but. I'm interested in a lot of different things. So, well, yeah, mm-hmm. there's just like a lot of stuff that I want to study. 
So it's good. You've got priorities. Go figure that stuff out and, and put, take your attention off, like, you know, boys and stuff for a second, if it's possible. I mean, I mean you're, you're talking to some girl who calls herself I'mboycrazy.com, so I know it can be hard. Yeah, it's just like focus on school and career and your friends, and, like, you'll be surprised. You'll be happily surprised what, like, just, you know, tiptoes up when you least expect it. Yeah, okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for calling. Um. Oh man, area nine five one. Where's nine five one? Nine five one. You call. You wait. You're there. Then you're gone. I don't get it. How do these How do these things happen? Phone lines are open. Area code six four six three seven eight zero six four nine is the number. Oh my God! Wait a minute. What's happening here? Um. Hmm. Let me see. Let me see. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to read. I'm going to read some emails. I'm going to read some emails. I'm going to go to Twitter. I'm going to check Twitter. Somebody wrote, fancy grocery stores. Good place to flirt and approach someone? Yes or no? Oh, okay. Let me, okay. Perfect. This is a question from Hot Doorknobs. <laughs> Guys, seriously, you have to rethink your Twitter handles. Like when you go, when you sign up for like Twitter or whatever, or Instagram, you have to like really think about like how long you could have this handle. You can't be like hot doorknob forever. Can you? Maybe you can. Okay. Yes. So hot at hot doorknobs wanted to know if fancy grocery stores uh, are a good place to flirt and approach someone. Fuck. Yeah, they are. They're the best. Oh my God. For sure. Glad I helped. I say, I mean, I don't know where you live. Your name is Alex Natus. Let me click on your profile and see what's going on with you. You work for BuzzFeed? Hey, I want to work with BuzzFeed. What the fuck? Um, no, okay, this is fine. Be cool, be cool, be cool. I would say chill, but I don't know how to be chill, and I don't like the phrase chill. And why does everybody have to say chill and bay and turn up or turned up? Like, just because these words pop up in pop culture doesn't mean you have to say them. Ugh. Anyway, it took me so long just to say the word cool. Anyway, um, Alex, yes. Please go to Whole Foods on Fairfax and Santa Monica and flirt away. If you run into me, say hello. You know what happens to me a lot? I mean, not that I'm your type or anything or whatever. I don't mean to put that on you. It's a lot of pressure. It's, uh, I, I'm, who the hell do I think I think I am? Um, but something I do dislike is I will, like, see somebody attractive at Whole Foods. This has happened to me a few times. I'll see, like, a beautiful, stunning man at Whole Foods will, like, make eye contact and it's sultry, fun eye contact. He doesn't say hello. I, you know, I, yeah, I'm like, okay, okay, you know, maybe I was just projecting, uh, I don't know. And then I'll get a direct message on Instagram or Twitter from the guy that was looking at me at Whole Foods. Maybe this is like a highbrow problem. This is not a real problem to have. But here's what I think. If you see a girl in person don't not do anything and then Facebook or, or direct messenger. I mean, that is cool. That's the second, you know, it's the second option. But ideally, you just say hello. Because if there is going to be a vibe, there will be a vibe in that moment. The girl will not, you know, you will not have had a chance, but then the girl decides you don't have a chance because you approached her in person. You either did or you didn't. You either do or you don't. If you're attractive, or the girl is attracted to you, it's just, it's gonna it's gonna flourish. 
it's going to be great. She's going to want to give you her number. She's going to come up with an excuse to talk to you longer. You can say, oh, sorry, is that weird I'm approaching you and, and at the market? Maybe that's, maybe that's weird. Never refer to yourself as a stalker, guys. Please don't. You don't, want to, you don't want to ever want to refer to yourself as, as creepy, a lurker, or a stalker, okay? It's not a good look. The girl might not even think of you that way, but the minute you put those words into the mix, you planted a seed and it's not cool. Um, and it could hurt you. So don't do that to yourself. Same for girls. Girls, don't refer, don't be like, oh, my God, I texted you twice. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm such a stalker, or I Googled you. I'm such a stalker. Don't do that to yourself. If you're going to tell him you Googled him, own it. And if, you know, don't stop it. I don't like it. Um, anyway. So, yeah, looking forward to running into uh, Alex uh, Navis, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, at Hot Doorknobs at Whole Foods one day, or Erwan. Whole Foods, Erwan, Gelson's on Franklin, um, Bristol Farms on Fairfax and Sunset. You really want to avoid. I'm giving advice to uh, men and women who live in Los Angeles for flirting at Whole Foods, at, at supermarkets. You want to avoid Ralph's. You want to avoid John's. Trader Joe's is a tricky situation. Trader Joe's is great, okay? We know this. Trader Joe's is everybody's friend. Yeah, and that's what we say, you know, in front of people. But behind closed doors, let's really get into how we feel about Trader Joe's, shall we? Trader Joe's can save a lot of money. Cool. But those aisles, those aisles are so close together. Everybody's always grumpy with the cart situation. People just think it's okay to just hang out in the middle of that tiny aisle. They don't move. Everybody gets all like, like it's just like it's really claustrophobic and bizarre and aggro. Don't you feel the aggro energy? At Trader Joe's, and that's that's I'm not even talking about the parking lot situation. And then too many frozen options. Everything's frozen. Okay, you can't be living your life like that. You can't be living your life with too much frozen food in your freezer, narrow aisles, and a crazy parking lot situation. I'm not saying that the Whole Foods parking lot on Fairfax and Santa Monica or Third Street and Fairfax in Los Angeles aren't crazy situations because they are. We know this. But we also know that Whole Foods is way more highbrow. You got a better looking clientele coming in there, and you're less likely to meet dudes wearing plaid with roommates. Okay? That's what happens at Trader Joe's. A good thing about Trader Joe's is the free coffee samples. And yesterday, because I went to Trader Joe's yesterday, because I try to incorporate both in the mix, um, I go to Whole Foods and Erwan and Trader Joe's because uh, I'm freelance and I can. And how dare you? Anyway. Um, but they were giving away strudel samples. Strudel samples. Uh, incredible. It's good stuff. Uh, so, you know, that softened the blow of all the other bullshit. But, uh, and I bought a lot of stuff, and it was like $60. And I, like, you know, I almost, like, manhandled the, the checker and was like, hey, tell me the truth. It's way cheaper here than Whole Foods, right? And he was like, well, first off, let go of my collar. Second, yeah. Um, okay. Let's get back on track here. I'm going to check Twitter again. Um, who said stuff? Oh, uh, at Eric Lindgren, 82, said, at Alexi Wasser, no one ever found true love at a Whole Foods. How do you know, Eric? I dare you to call into the show, area code 646-378-0649. 
back that horrible, horrible statement up with an argument, okay? No one ever found true love at a Whole Foods. That may or may not be true. How can you prove it? I want to know. But I will tell you that people who are in love have a good time at Whole Foods holding hands and, you know, contemplating what they're going to get. I'm sure people also get in fights at Whole Foods. I've seen that. I've experienced that. Anyway, uh, Steph for, oh, God, how do I say your name? Steph Herkin? I'm going to say that's how you say it. Steph Herkin says, sitting in bed, really excited to be hearing Boy Crazy Radio Live for the first time. I can't believe I haven't before. Well, Steph, thank you very much. I appreciate it. This is so great. I dare you to call in, too. I cannot believe people are making these profound, crazy uh, statements about Whole Foods, not finding true love. I mean, that actually, like, hurt my feelings. Okay, anyway, here we go. I'm going to read some questions that were emailed to me to boycrazyalexi at gmail.com. Hold on one second. I'm going to put some Listerine mint spray in my mouth. Oh my God, I don't like, even from a young, 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 young age, I've always been, like, a very specific person. Like, I've had a specific personality and strong dislikes and likes. And uh, I used to get so grossed out when I would hear my mom chew food. Ugh. And so, like, yeah, so I feel like uh, I have this, and swallow. I don't like the sound, don't take that in a sexual way, but, like, I don't like the sound of somebody swallowing food. I'm not talking about semen. I'm talking about food. Just like that, this whole, like, can you hear that? Fucking disgusting. And I, I have a Pellegrino here at the Boy Crazy Radio Studio. I have Listerine Cool Mint Spray. I have Burt's Bees Refreshing Grapefruit, Pink Grapefruit um, Lip Balm. I prefer the mango one, but whatever. And yet I still feel like there's so much saliva in my mouth right now and like it's like spilling over and it's creating like not the best Boy Crazy Radio situation. But now... I've called attention to it. So even if you didn't notice, now you're going to notice. And that's what I do. That's something I'm working on. Don't draw attention to the things that you're insecure about. Let that be a lesson to you guys. Don't follow my lead. Do as I say, not as I do, okay? Like, that's what I, I always end up doing that. I call attention to everything I'm self-conscious about immediately because I think I'm going to beat them to the punch. I'm not going to let them think that they, I'm not going to let them think that they know something about me and that they're judging me on something that I don't know about, I know it all. I can pick me apart way faster and more deeply and cut myself more deep than anybody else could. Yeah, so I'll go on like first dates and make a joke about wearing open-toed shoes or having big feet or something because that's not just a fucked up insecurity thing. But uh, I'm aware of it. That's the thing. You can have an awareness of your issues and it doesn't mean they stop. Um, but you at least have to have an awareness of them, and then you can. That's the only. That's the first way uh, to get to get past them, to solve them. Anyway, let's go back to Twitter for a moment. Eric Lindgren has now tweeted in, and not only has he said that no one ever found true love at a Whole Foods, he now says, <laughs> "I like that I'm like heated. Like this actually matters to me, but I think it's really cute. I love getting these tweets. This is great." Now he says. All they find is a lot of kale. 
Maybe so, Eric. Maybe so. I don't even know what to say. Uh, all I know is good-looking people go to Whole Foods, and uh, I like their produce. And it's a good look. It's a good, cool look to go to Whole Foods. And uh, there's a cool massage chair that I that I also take part in. I don't give massages there, but I get massages at Whole Foods on Fairfax and Santa Monica from a guy named Max. He's, he's like, short, and uh, I think he has a mohawk. Maybe he doesn't have a mohawk anymore. And he gives the best massages. He's like a secret treasure gem. And if, oh my God, I would love, if anybody living in Los Angeles listening to this podcast right now, if you find yourself in need of a, a massage for 20 minutes and you can go to Whole Foods on Fairfax and Santa Monica, ask for Max, get a massage from him, and tell him that Alexi, the tall girl with bangs, referred him. Say that Alexi gave him a shout-out on her podcast called Boy Crazy Radio and said that he was the best masseuse in town ever, maybe. He's great. He's a secret hidden treasure. Like, I'm not even, you're not even realizing how important that information is. Anyway, doling out fucking, you know, yeah, secret treasures. Okay, here we go. I am taking an email for the night. Uh, my first one of the night is from uh, Anonymous. We'll call her Anonymous. Subject line, big sis. Dear Alexi, this is not relationship-related at all, but I could seriously use some advice. I have a good job that I really enjoy, but it's literally the only thing in my life right now. I moved home to save money after college, and it was supposed to be for six months, but I've been here for two years. I love my family. We had a better relationship when I was in school and lived thousands of miles away. They're also very conservative, and I've never felt like I could bring guys over. <sighs> so I haven't been dating much at all since moving home. Most of my old high school friends have moved away, and I haven't met new people outside of work. I'm in, man- in a management position, so it's not really appropriate for me to hang out with them, and I feel pretty socially isolated. I have more than enough money saved up that I could buy a plane ticket tomorrow and go travel or pick a brand new city, but the idea of leaving my comfortable life here fills me with dread. Plus, I have this super irrational fear that if I do quit my job, I'll never get another one ever and will end up a useless drain on society living in a pizza box in a junkyard or whatever. I guess I'm just feeling very stagnant and helpless. 18-year-old me was all about following my dreams and seeing the world, but I'm not sure if 25-year-old me even has any dreams left. I know it's not normal to feel so run down and overwhelmed so young, but I don't know what to do with myself. Any advice you have for how to, uh, any advice you have for how to get out of this rut and stop feeling like there's no point to anything would be really appreciated. Thanks, anonymous. P.S. Thank you so much for taking the time to read this. Even if you don't get a chance to respond, it helps to know I can write this out and send it off into the void. Well, listen, anonymous. I want you to listen to me right now. This is very important. The fact that you even wrote this email to me is the first step uh, towards changing the direction of the rest of your life, okay? Um, You know that something needs to change. You know you're feeling stagnant. You know you could buy a plane ticket and shake your life up and go somewhere else and do something different. I think you need to do that. I think I'm not saying you need to quit your job. 
but you're getting too comfortable. This is not cool. It's not a good look. It's not a good look, okay? Um, you're 25. You're so young. You're in a management position. You know you're feeling stagnant. Save your money. Find something. Oh, wake up. You have to wake up. You have to wake up from this stagnant situation you found yourself in. You have to remember where you wanted to go, things you wanted to do. Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? See a movie like Under the Tuscan Sun. See a movie called An Unmarried Woman. Woman, yeah, that's what it's called, An Unmarried Woman. What else is there? Um, God, you could even see, what's that movie with Julia Roberts where she goes and travels after she gets out of a relationship? Basically, oh, yeah, it's called Eat, Pray, Love. I mean, that movie is, you know, I'm sure people think it's cornball, but the point is, you need to to watch movies and get inspired and watch movies where women shake themselves up, start over, get excited about life again, and, you know, and flourish, okay, and prosper. You're so young. Come back to yourself and say, what do I want to do? Do I want to go to Italy? Do I want to go to London? Do I want to go to New York? Do I want to go to Paris? Do I want to go to Texas? Do I want to look at Marfa? Do I want to go to uh, Hollywood, Los Angeles? Uh, do I want to be, what? I mean, what do you want? And of course you'll get another job. Of course you will. I promise you. I have no doubt. I have no doubt. You will get another job for sure. Okay? Just, you, you, it's too easy. It's, this is, and this is not like, you know, what kind of contribution could you make to the world? Do you, want to, do you want to make a contribution to the world? Do you want to do charity work? Do you want to make new friends? Do you want to see a place in the world that you've never seen before? Do you want to volunteer do you want to just prove to yourself that 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 you'll always be okay and and that like you know nothing is really permanent anyway so you know what i mean we're all just going to die we are all just going to die i don't know if you believe in death and being just you know maybe you think this is the only time we're here but uh the point is i'm not even getting i'm not going to get into some weird spiritual conversation about what i believe and what happens after we die or whatever but the point is we are all dying anyway. Whether or not you think we reincarnate or our souls leave our body and we go on to uh, inhabit, in, you know, another another life, and you know, and it keeps happening like that. Whatever. This lifetime will not last forever, or maybe it will. Now I'm confused. Okay. The point is, I can't say your name, but if I could, I'll pretend it's anonymous. You won't be anonymous forever. <laughs> um. There's so many adventures and exciting things to, to do. you got to go meet people. Oh, my God. I mean, I wish you would call in. I have so many things to say. I wish you were my friend and we can go meet at a cafe at midnight tonight. We could walk around the city and just, you know, hold hands and run around Los Angeles and, you know, get a drink and jump in an Uber and go to a party and dance and then get on an airplane and, and go to Palm Springs or Vegas or New York or, uh, you know, Mykonos or something. There's so many things to fall into a rut, Okay. You know, think about everything your life could possibly be. You know, you could go, you could just, you could go do charity work and, and make your life more than just about you and give of yourself and help and, and like inspire another person. You know, you've got falling in love to do. Maybe you'll have a child one day. Maybe you'll um, create an app. Maybe you'll uh, open a business. Maybe you'll invent something. You've got to just get excited about life again because things seem a bit too comfortable and that's. That's nobody I want to hang out with, all right? So think about that. Okay, I love you. I hope that helped. Um, Yeah, I'm going to take another phone call. 
This is uh, area code 515. Hello. Hello, what's your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? Or wait, is this, who is this? I'm Eric, and I was... I knew and it! Yeah, yeah. Whole Foods, I don't know, I've never been to Whole Foods, but don't they have a lot of kale? You've never been to Whole Foods? Where do you live? What no! Do you live? I live in nowhere. Iowa. You live in Iowa? Is there no yes, Whole Foods in Iowa? Yes, it's Eric from Iowa. Well... I don't know. That's where, like, all the yuppies hang out. That's great. I'm a yuppie. No, you're not a yuppie. No, you don't understand. I am a yuppie. That's the scary part. No, you're part. not. I'm a, I, I'm a yuppie disguised as a hipster, but if this were family ties, I'm Alice P. Keaton because I'm I'm hungry to make money and be driven and, and be successful, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Jet setter. A jet setter. Wait, what does yuppie stand for? Young... Uh, I don't know, start. something in the 80s. Okay, yeah, but yuppie still applies. Listen, I'm going to Google yuppie, and I'm going to Google Whole Foods. Um, and 1980s. Hold on. And cocaine. Yuppie, no, yuppie is, this is what yuppie means, a well-paid, young, middle-class professional who works in a city job and has a luxurious life. Oh, never mind, I'm not a yuppie. Never mind, never mind. Yeah, professional. So you worked on Wall Street in the 80s, like... Listen, you have a lot of shit to say about uh, terminology and uh, kale and Whole Foods. I can't no, believe I don't have you. Anything to, <laughs> no, I don't have anything to say. My phone's going to die, but I, I agree with you that we're all going to die someday. And I think it's like a romantic notion that, yes, the sun will go supernova and engulf the earth and none of this matters, right? Yes. It doesn't really. I mean, we're just here now at the time being. So that being I, yeah. said, that being said, um, have you seen any good? Because you're like on the inside. Have you seen any really cool movies lately? Or my, like I'm into music mostly. So um, I know you probably know some guys from Modest Mouse, and it's like way overdue. Like it's been like eight years. That album's like amazing. So if you can just indulge a little bit and Whatever you can cut me off or hang up on me or whatever, but uh, well, I'm gonna say two. I'm gonna say two things. Movies and music. Well, movies and music. Well, let's see. Oh no. Well, so as far as like the 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 nothing matters because we're all gonna die. I I feel the same way, but I also feel like if nothing matters, then why not engage? Like I'm not for like I'm not for sitting back and like getting fucked up all the time, being like, oh, nothing matters. We might as well just like shoot. No, up that's and, some like you know. Nietzsche or Hunter S. Thompson like. It, no, that that's not really where I'm coming from. It's <clears throat> excuse me. It's more like uh, we're here in the now. You know what I mean? But you know, like, I do know that. You know what the weird thing is, though. Here's what I struggle with, because like I beat myself up over you know wanting to accomplish goals that I put upon myself. Like I I've built this whole like thing to live up to that nobody put the, these pressures on me to like you know, whatever it is I want to accomplish in my life, I put that, these goals on myself. So if I don't reach them, I get really mad at myself, but they're all self-imposed goals. So, you know, that's one thing that I struggle with in this lifetime. But another thing is, um, if nothing matters, and all we have are these moments, and like, you know, yes, we're going to engage, um, why is it also important to like do things 
that will pay off later and set yourself up so you can have like, you know what I mean? Because, yeah, but we still, you know, nothing matters. We're all going to die, blah, blah. It's a series of moments that are meaningless. So, like, how are we going to fill them? But it's like we also need to make money and, like, hopefully, you know, not be mean to one another and not murder anyone and, like, you know what I mean? Wait, Alexi, no. Uh, I'm not. I'm not saying it's all meaningless. What matters is like now, like right now, like tomorrow, not yesterday or like a hundred years from now. Like what we're doing now matters for our family, our friends, people we see every day. You know, our lives. Not, oh, that's true. That's what I'm saying. Well, okay, Anyways, good. Now we're on the have you listened to any some good music lately? That's what I'm getting at. Like, well, you know, okay, the, the new music. What have I listened? Hold on, let me see. I'm, I'm gonna open my Spotify thing. Because uh, I've been. Uh, what have I listened to lately? I have not listened to the. Wait, did you say you liked the the latest uh, Modest Mouse album or no? Yeah, no, it's great. I wish they'd put one out every month. Oh God, I, I'm not even. I can't even listen to K Rock. I can't even listen to K Rock. All right, all right. Didn't you go out with I'm one of the even, drummers? Yes, I did for like almost two years, and I I can't listen to K Rock because I don't want to hear any. I saw him in Iowa City. It blew my little mind. Like, oh, it's been a long time ago now, like 2006, I think. But um, I don't I know. I can't hear. I'm tr- I, I have to ignore it. I can't even think about him. It's like uh, that's that's All fine. Right. I'm sorry. Focus on that. Okay. okay. All right. I really like. I really like. Uh, I like James. Well, Blake. what do you think about the new? Uh, do you like Nirvana? What do you think about the new Kurt Cobain thing coming on HBO next month? How about that? Oh, I'm excited to watch that. I'm also. I'm, well, I, did you hear Francis Cobain saying that yeah, yeah, like Nirvana? Be, no, it's supposed to be. And and Courtney Love was involved, and Chris Novoselic. It's supposed to be like the most indulgent rock doc like ever. Well, I, I don't watch it. I'm about. I don't know if I'm that excited about it. I don't know. I might. I might have had my well, fill of Okay. Well, Wait, hold on. I was fan. Gonna say. Like, that was, I don't know, that, I don't know. Nirvana, like, helped me a lot when I was a teenager, you know, like, and stuff, so. I can imagine. That. I, I can, I feel like for me, I've had enough. I, I, I feel like I've dated too many musicians, and I feel like I've had my fill on, like, anything about the Pacific Northwest or Nirvana or anything has to do with that, so I've got to, like, take a break from, from that for a moment. But, oh, here's one movie. Here's a movie that I'm excited about seeing. Okay. And uh, it's called Kamiko, the Treasure Hunter. Have you heard about this? No. Oh, my God. Let me, let me make sure I'm, like, finding this. Kamiko? Yeah, it's called What's it, M? Kamiko. Kamiko, K-U-M-I-K-O, The Treasure Hunter. It's now playing. I mean, you live in Iowa? Yes, I live in Iowa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let me see if it's yeah. playing in Iowa. Here, go to my... Here's Probably YouTube. not. No, look, Probably look, look, not one of the selected cities. No, it's an amazing It's an amazing film. It's by the Zellner brothers, this guy David Zellner. David and Nathan Zellner made it, and it's like... Uh, uh, People are saying it's, it's amazing. It was like a big hit at whatever, I don't know, some festival or whatever. Uh, but, yeah, go to my Instagram page at Alexi Wasser, okay. and it's on there, and it tells you everywhere it's playing. It's like it's only like a few photos down. It's called Kamiko, and that, the treasure hunter, and it looks super cool. And uh, other than that, I got I got nothing. Well, better than nothing, I guess. So. Oh, you sound so sweet. What's your story? How old are you? I don't know, man. I'm old. I'm like 33 now. You're not I guess. old. You're not. You're not old. Here's I, I want you. To, are you dating anybody right now? That's uh, complicated. It's complicated. Uh, well, 
Okay. No. I guess, no, technically it's single, yeah. Not that it matters, but yeah. <laughs> Why does that, what do you mean, not that it matters? Well, because it doesn't. I mean, like, I don't know, if you're not living with someone and you're not married, uh, seeing people, how about that? Dating is like a too big of a word, you know? That's what about a- boyfriend and girlfriend? What if What if you and I were dating and we were having a great time and the idea of me sleeping with anybody else like bummed you out and and we were having so much fun, would you say, Alexi, you know, we love being together, we have so much fun. Would you be would you be my girlfriend? Would you ask me officially? No, I'd say probably like Alexi, we need to go like watch a cool movie like Birdman or something. But are you gonna do you officially ask a girl to be your girlfriend? No, I never have. No. You never I've always been have like, No, no, no. Not since I was I don't know, I was 10, I think, when I had my first girl. No, it's just, uh, I've always been asked out, always. Always been asked out, always been the one getting dumped. So, that's pretty sad, really. Oh, my. Well, here's what I you need that, to do. That's, that's, no, but it's great. That's what makes me such a good musician, I guess. What's the name so. of your band? Let's plug your band. No, I don't have a band. That's the thing. Like, my band broke up. <laughs> like, No, I'm just sitting in a, a bedroom writing songs on a guitar all the time. So. Well, listen, go say hello. Ask to form a band with uh, with with the drummer of Modest Mouse. Go find him on Instagram. Yeah, I'm sure you're already yeah, right. yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Um, here's what I'm, you just, you know, should do a side project with some, some dude. Okay, here's what I'm going to tell you about. Okay, here's Whole Foods in Iowa. Are you anywhere near <laughs> West, is it Des Moines? Yeah, it's probably like uh, Jordan Creek Mall or something like that. Here's what I need you right? to do. I need, yeah, I need you to go to the Water Tower Place. No, I'm right? not going to go buy no kale, Alexi. Listen, you need to go to 4100 University Avenue in West Des Moines, Iowa, and you're going to go to the Water Tower Place, and there is a Whole Foods there, and I want you to dress the best you can. I want you to put on a smile and a happy facade. No. No. Yeah, I want you to go. You're going. No, it's a nightmare. No, it's no, a, it's nightmare. a nightmare. It's, it's your new dream come true. It's it's your nightmare. Okay, I'm, I feel good about this. We're signing off with Eric. Eric's going to go to Whole Foods, and then he's going to write a song about it, and then he's going to get totally into kale. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what, what happened. Um, listen, I'm going to read another email. Um, man, oh, man. Where is this show going? This is all over the place. Holy shit. Um, okay, I plugged Kamiko. I said I like James Blake. I said I don't want to talk about any music from the Pacific Northwest at the moment. Uh, I'm taking a break from that. Let's see. Am I going to talk about my dating life? No. Does anybody want to tweet me a question, a thought, a concern, a feeling, something you're noticing? What are you noticing out there? What's bothering you? You know what I'm noticing? Something that's really annoying to me? Now that being a feminist is so hip, just kidding, that was a joke. Um, I don't know if this is like a maturity thing or why I'm noticing this more than ever before, but it's become very apparent because I write all the time and I write stuff for TV and I pitch television shows and I have friends who are writers and who are you know women and uh, and it's interesting. What I'm noticing is when a woman 
oh god, I hate how this sounds, but fuck you. How, how dare you? This is like society makes you feel like you have to apologize, right? A girl about to say a, state, a statement like this. But um, it's interesting that girls in TV shows have to be so much more likable than male characters. Because I was uh, going to pitch a show, and I was in a notes meeting. Uh, we wrote the first draft of it. And the notes were, uh, I don't know if the main character, the character of Alexi is likable enough. And uh, and the character is likable. You know, she's she's more unlikable than, than most female characters that exist. But she's likable. And it's just interesting because you can have characters like Bill Murray types and Robert Downey Jr. types who are assholes with a heart of gold. They say and do horrible things but then they have their one save the cat redeeming moment in a script, and that makes them likable. So you trust them. You go on the journey with them, with them being dicks and rude to people and funny, because it's charming and it's expected from men. You know what I mean? We're used to seeing that in films and TV shows. We're used to seeing the tub of lard, disgusting guy that none of us would ever want to fuck. We're used to seeing him on the sitcom, married to a woman who would never fuck him in real life. You know what I mean? So it's just interesting that all these double standards are, like, I'm becoming so much more aware of them than I used to be because I'm growing up. And I've used this blog and this podcast. I mean, must we call it a podcast? I keep meaning to call it a show or a radio show, but preferably a show. But I always end up calling it what it is, which is a podcast. And one day I'll get over uh, my disdain for that word, even though it's the wave of the future, it's a sign of the times. Um, I've used this radio show and my blog as like a tool for growing up. You know, I've, I've explored things. I've I've shown, you know, you can see. It's interesting if I read my website, which is called I'mBoyCrazy.com. If I read it, why would I ever do that? I've been writing it for like five years. But if I were to read it from start to finish, I mean, I, I think you should do it. I wrote them all, but if you want to, you should do it. You can see how angry and mean I, I started out as. Like, and mainly all the anger and mean, misogynist kind of shit that I would write was because I felt so guilty for being a girl. And I had all this, like, in, I had all these insecurities. I'm not saying I'm not insecure anymore, because of course I am. You know, it comes and it goes and whatever. But, uh, yeah, it's just interesting. You can, I can definitely see the change in me from the posts, from all my posts for, for the last, you know, over the course of five years. So, yeah, what I'm noticing is when I write a, a female character who's usually based on me, the feedback is, oh, I don't know, she's, she should be more likable, or, oh, she's a little, oh, I don't know. But men don't have to deal with that. Men get away with so much more. Characters written for men or can get away with so much more. It's a double standard. It's really fucked up. And then you have a show like Girls, which I fucking love. I was lucky enough to be on the pilot episode of that of uh, of Girls, and Lena Dunham is amazing. Check out how polarizing that show is. That show, people either love it or they hate it, and here's why. She's not likable. She's a real person, and she's not likable. You know, like sometimes she is and she's funny and all the girls are pretty much unlikable. Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David, Curb Your Enthusiasm, those guys aren't likable, but they're hilarious and it's entertainment to watch them 
get into bizarre situations where small things become bigger things and, you know, and they're not particularly nice people, Jerry Seinfeld and and uh, Larry David. You know, they say things that we all think, but and that, you know, they're gruff. And, and you just watch them and you think they're hilarious. And you go on the journey with them and you're like, wow, like this is hilarious. It's entertainment. But a girl has to be likable and lovable and good looking and, uh, you know, just she has to be all these things that men never have to be. It's insane. It's so fucked up. It is so fucked up. Um, but back to girls, that show is polarizing for a million different reasons. A, because she doesn't make herself a likable, relatable character. She plays the role she plays. And that's what it is. And that's allowed because there's so many different types of people in the world. That kind of person exists, the one that she's playing. And it should be fine. But it's only very off-putting and bizarre sometimes and uncomfortable and new and strange and different because she's a girl. And another reason that show is polarizing is because she's naked a lot in the show. Now, if she were, like, if she had the body of a model, I'm sure everybody would love it. They'd, you know, nothing. Nobody would say, you know, they'd be into it. It'd be great. It'd be a selling point of the show, a draw. But there was so much fucking shit given to her by people I really actually respect and admire. Like, I remember, you know, I love Joan Rivers. And I remember Joan Rivers being on Howard Stern talking about, oh, Lena Dunham gets naked too much on her show. And that's, you know, it's not okay or something. And I'm, and that was shocking that, you know, whatever, Joan Rivers has her opinion. I love Joan Rivers for a million other things. Um, may she rest in peace. I love her. Um, but it's, it's just shocking. It's like because her body doesn't look a certain way that society has deemed the only thing that we are allowed to see on television, we're not supposed to watch Lena be naked or something. We're not supposed to be okay with it. And people just get, like, annoyed and grossed out and have a judgment towards it. It's so interesting just think about that it's bizarre because I've written a lot of scripts where I like write characters that are real women based on what real women talk about and what they say and what they think and it isn't likable because people aren't always likable anyway that's my rant about that um but it's true and it's right and you know what I'm talking about if you say otherwise I'll fucking kill you um yeah maybe I'll get to another phone call um I'm going to check my Twitter and Seth Herkin, Seth Herkin? Am I say, I'm so sorry I'm not saying your name right, uh, but she tweeted and she goes, I related so hard to Lena from pilot episode to the point of terrifying. Also, I loved when I realized it was you and girls. Thank you, Seth. I appreciate that. That's really sweet. Yeah, I related to her too. You know, like, I related, I relate to her in moments. I relate to all the girls on that show, you know, like, I also love Sex in the City. That's that's a whole other thing. That's like that's like an aspirational lifestyle. Like you know, uh, that's I love Sex in the City so much. Lena Lena's show, Girls, is more like, you know, what's really happening. It's not like oh everybody's perfect and that's sort of you know, Fendi. But I don't know. They're two different things, but they're both amazing shows. Uh, but yeah, that that does show what our generation is going through. I mean, I think. Sometimes it's ridiculous and whatever, but whatever. It's a great show. I'm just talking about female characters and what's allowed and what's not allowed. Think about that. It took me so long to realize. But the thing is, like, and I also hate the fact that it's, like, 
this is the topic of feminism and feminists and the word feminist has been coming up so much lately in conversation where it's like very hip. It's trending. It's trending on Twitter. Feminist, feminism. Um, and then I'll, you know, you talk to men and, and uh, some men, bonehead men, ma- the majority of men are like, feminist? You're a feminist? Doesn't that mean you're, you hate men? Which maybe, which maybe we do. Maybe women, maybe women and men ultimately just really do hate each other. But I don't think so. Um, so I was trying to coin a phrase like, you know, to to stop people from from bonehead men uh, from thinking that the word feminist means like man hater or lesbian. Maybe there's like a fun new spin. You call it uh, lipstick feminist. Is that more savvy? Is that more stylish? I don't fucking know. Anyway, I'm just rambling. Uh, okay, I'm going to get to another email, and here it is. Hi, my girlfriend has two children. I think she is totally beautiful, but she is quite sad that her breasts are stretched. They're wrinkled and they're saggy now. I say it's a, I say it's a badge of honor, and she appreciates my love, but I know she also feels a little bit ugly. I loved your term, art tits for a kind of naturally small boob. And I was wondering if you could come up with a similarly similar, similarly endearing term for her brand of boob. Thanks so much. Signed, Ryan. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for writing in on behalf of your girlfriend. That's so great. Yeah, that's the thing. She's had two children. You know, she's amazing. She's a miracle. She, she you know, created life out of her vagina. It's so awesome. And then... Uh, and then it fucking makes your body all get out of all get out of whack and you know, what do I know? I've not had a kid yet, but you know. Let's come up with a fun new name. A fun name for saggy boobs, pregnancy boobs. Let's see. I'm taking tweets. Girls and guys, right now. This is the question of the moment on Boy Crazy Radio. Um We've got to come up with a with a phrase, a loving phrase for post birth breasts that are stretched, wrinkled, and saggy. Okay, a loving phrase. Okay, what have you got? How about how about puddle dumplings? Or how about um how about how about love dumplings? We how about um I'm just gonna freestyle. I'm not. I don't take improv classes. But I I wish they did right now. Let's see. How about Hershey's Kisses? How about boobies? I don't know. Anybody? Twittersphere? Twitter? Twitter first? Please, I need your help on this one. Eric, Steph, I'm dying out here. This is what I need you the most. What's a fun, cool phrase for a saggy little boobie? Keep in mind she just had babies, okay? How about... Hmm. Okay, I'm going to ask a friend, my lifeline. Um, let's see. What a sweet phrase for saggy post-birth boobs. It's for my show. Question. I got. All right. Hopefully, my lifeline will come through. 
looking for answers, we want to help. I'm going to put a pin in that, and while I get an answer, I'll go on to another question, all right? Um, uh-oh, there's a kitty. There's a kitty in the Boy Crazy Radio studio. He's going ballistic. Is it a full moon, or was it a full moon the other day? I don't know. But kitty's going crazy. All right, let's see. Um, toddler tits? Baby bags? My lifeline is coming through there, coming through right now, and this, this is what he's come up with. And I think, uh, I don't know, toddler tits, baby bags? No. I'm going to write that. No. Keep going. Think. Think. Loving. How about sweet tits? How about um, baby boobs? Or how about baby boobs? Oh, God, that's horrible. Um see. Whatever. I'm going to keep thinking about it. Um, love drops. Wait, uh, love drops? Booby. Booby, tits, breasts. I'm trying to think. Hmm. All right, here we go. Next question. I'll end up thinking for hours and we'll still be here together. All right. Dear Alexa, my name is Steph, and I was born and raised in New York. I've always really, really enjoyed your blog and your podcast. I don't remember how or when I first stumbled upon you on the interweb presence, but I'm sure glad I did, as you're a real inspiration to me. I've always wanted to ask you something over the years, but I'm the worst at narrating my problems. This is probably why I've always been averse about speaking to a therapist. I always self-talk myself out of problems anyway. But it's true. I feel like my problems are all so trivial and in this case, you're definitely, uh, you've definitely heard it before many times. Aside from my problem, aside from my problem uh, with being concise, here we go. I'm 23, and I've had the worst year of my life. My dad suddenly passed away in October, and my entire reality has been in the process of shifting depressingly and very much. I've luckily never experienced death before, so it's a lot to take in. I was also deeply in love all of 2014 with a boy I wanted to move to San Francisco or Portland with. One of our uh, our shared dream goals. Both of us having lived in New York City all of our lives and wanting to get out. But after my family tragedy, it was not the right time for me. He was very there for me through my mourning, but we eventually broke up because we were probably too imperfect. I partially blame the stress of dealing with death. We broke up two months ago. I haven't spoken to him since. I think out of fear, you know, stubborn resolve and hurt. Hurt because although he was loyal and didn't do something like cheat, being left after a personal tragedy feels really painful. I'm realizing uh, that I'm, uh, I'm realizing. And it's very isolating. I don't know what to do besides keep going. In the last week, I've been hooking up with a new guy. He's the first guy I've met since, uh, since who's really stirred the feelings that I could like him. The sex has been pretty great, so it's probably lust. The problem is he seems eccentric, egotistical and conflicted and fickle about the physical aspect while trying to infuse meaning into our physical connection. I don't feel like he's getting the intimacy he wants because he's, and these are his self-aware words, egocentric, quote, egocentric in this very odd way that causes intense self-hatred. The issue is he has a narcissistic tendency to view other people as flat characters and a story while he himself is a fully realized person. 
the real struggle then comes from his ego causing him to want to be important, but the fact that he sees other people the way he does makes him feel that other people must look at him the same way. End quote. I think it's pretty obvious what the right thing to do is, but I guess I'd like healthy perspective on the situation that I'm in. I keep trying and failing to cultivate, oh, whoops, oh, God, to cultivate a place where I can sit and feel interesting to the people I'm interested in. Why do I feel all the wrong, why do I like all the wrong people? Doing things for me works better than being one-on-one with someone who will write you off. But being vulnerable is cool too, right? Doing things for me works better than being one-on-one with someone who will write you off. But being vulnerable is cool too, right? I want to know why I don't like myself much and why my confidence wanes so much. My question for you is really open. I feel like I broke my problem up into two parts. One is all-encompassing. And one, for the moment, uh, is the silly dating problem. I just wanted to know what you, what you think. Uh, I wanted to know what you think would help me. On Friday, I sat in my room. Okay, I sat in my room and made that decision that I want to be happy. Do you think you can help me with that or give me advice specifically for my situation? I apologize for sounding so neurotic and long-winded. I love you. Please keep doing what you're doing. Sincerely, I'll just say Stephanie. Oh, I think I understand. I'm putting it all together now. Um, Oh, my goodness, Steph. Okay. First of all, I'm so sorry about your dad. Um, Oh, my goodness. You're 23 and it's the worst year of your life. Your dad passed away in October. It's so October, November, December, December. Oh, Oh, my goodness. that's not so long ago, and, and you're going through it, you know? Like, um, hmm. And you broke up with your boyfriend, your dad passed away, and you're dating this new guy, and you're kind of searching. I'm just trying to take away the gist and how I, you know, what I'm really getting from all of this, because there's a lot here. Um, I'd say right now, this new guy you're dating, Let's just push that to the to the side. This guy, it sounds like a lot. It sounds like he's like very in his head. There's too much stuff happening. You're not really available, and you've chosen somebody who reflects you, and he's not really available. There's too much psychobabble going on in his head. So, don't. Who cares about him? Let's move aside. Yes, intimacy is wonderful, but you are mourning the death of two things: your father, which is major. Uh, and you feel slightly abandoned by your ex-boyfriend. You know, you loved him, and it didn't, you say it didn't end on bad terms, and that you're wrong for each other, but at the same time, you feel abandoned because it happened so soon after your your dad passing away. So I know you really do just have to keep moving forward. And I can, you know, I know what it's like to go through patches of time, even when... Things aren't even bad when they're even because you can be going through a depressing moment and have a bad patch, emotionally speaking. Even if you hadn't broken up with someone, even if your dad hadn't passed away, you know people go through depression all the time, and and it's like these blips, these moments, and these uh, periods of time, and it's like you're in a funk. So right now, I don't usually like the word funk. 
I don't usually like the word funky, but I'm going to, I'm going to use them because I've used them to because and I found this even the perfect way to describe how I'm feeling about stuff. I'm in no way going through what you are going through or, or are getting out of now, but I did go through a horrible breakup that was intense, and uh, and I and I experienced high highs and low lows, and sometimes you just you just have in the moments when you're really sad, and you just feel maybe you don't even feel sad because that's an even more confusing feeling. I don't know if you can relate to this, but sometimes. It's even worse when you aren't even feeling that sad. You just feel nothing. You feel nothing and you feel bland and you feel stagnant and like you don't care about anything and you just feel like alone next to people and, you know. So how do you get out of that? Let's figure that out. Let's talk about it because if I've gone through that and you're going through that, I'm, I could bet lots of other people listening have gone through that. Um. You just have to keep waking up every morning and getting out of bed and going through the motions and making coffee and, you know, doing whether maybe you're in school or you have a job, you go to your job, you've you got to fake it till you make it, you got to write in your, but, the, but then other things too. I think, I, I really do suggest going to a therapist because, you know, I'm, who am I? I'm not a therapist. I'm not licensed. I have no credentials to be giving advice on this, on this, Boy Crazy Radio Advice Hotline podcast thing. But I go to a therapist weekly, and I can tell you it's so helpful. It's, one, it's you know, if, you, if you're able to find a good therapist that you feel comfortable with, that you can talk to, it really is nice to have, like, a, a, another person, like a sounding board to to just talk and get things off your chest and kind of work through, and then you can maybe... My therapist has conversations with me. You know, we'll talk about stuff. I'll ask them questions. We'll, you know, we'll kind of process through the things that I, I'm dealing with and feeling insecure about, or or things that are annoying me or bothering me or that I I feel sad about. Um, and we just talk through stuff. So I get to have a conversation with this person in this like safe place, and and he, you know, he takes him. You know, he it's a cool person to check in with weekly who knows you and keeps everything confidential and you should feel very safe with them and they're qualified to like, you know, give advice. And I would say you need to, things that could help. I'll just, since I'm serving as a big sister, what could help? Don't try to find a relationship. Don't try to like, don't, don't, uh, don't think like that's where you're going to get out of your funk and that's where you're going to find your worth and distract yourself. I know you want to distract yourself and we're going to come up with ways to distract yourself. But like sex, drugs, you know, uh, alcohol, these are things to to avoid. These are not the right things to distract yourself with. Um, I think something so important that I have to remember that's a tool for for my brain and my mood is going on a walk for an hour a day. Go on a walk for an hour a day. If you're not an antidepressant, and I and I hope you aren't, and I'm, I'm not, you know, it's none of my business to push. Uh, not doing antidepressants on someone because, you know, that's none of my business. I'm not a doctor. If you have a chemical imbalance or you're at a real low point, you know, I have friends who are on antidepressants and, and they, who have had good experiences. I've had friends who have been on antidepressants who have had terrible experiences, like terrible, terrible experiences. For me, I don't like, to, I don't want to fuck with that shit, you know? I don't want to take antidepressants. 
Um, but I, and I do have mood swings. So what I do is I, I make sure to exercise every day, go on an hour-long walk. This sounds ridiculously easy, but drink lots of water. Uh, if you drink alcohol, know that the next day, that's a depressant, and it's going to bring you down. It's a bummer. And, like, stuff like MDMA and, you know, Molly or whatever, like, these things, you'll come down and you'll feel suicidal after. No, 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 thank you. Like, stay away from these things. Keep busy. Just like we talked, I talked to that girl, um, I don't know, she emailed earlier about feeling stagnant and living with her parents and wondering if she you know, ever, could ever get another job again. She's 25 and she's feeling stagnant. It's almost similar advice where it's like you got to um, stay as busy as possible. Think about all the things you want to get accomplished. You can, you know, you can even just write lots of lists of places you want to travel, things you want to do. Hang out with your friends and family as much as possible. Use them as, as like a, a, not a crutch, but use them as a, as a support system. You know, and go to therapy and exercise and write a letter to your dad. You know, I know he's not here anymore, but you can write a letter to him. You can burn it and do some kind of sweet ceremonial thing. You can talk to him. And when you're by yourself in your room, you can just talk to him. Just, just believe that he's just there with you and he can hear you. And you can still be friends with your ex-boyfriend if, if you want. And you don't have to be or you, can, you don't have to be angry at him. You can just kind of let that go and just focus on you and don't beat yourself up or think that you're supposed to be any certain way doing any specific thing because you're not. You don't have to be having sex with anyone. You sure as hell don't have to be like, you know, discussing feelings and getting into a new relationship with some guy who just, you know, talks too much psychobabble about being a narcissist and whatnot. Stay stay away from that guy. He sounds like a bonehead. No thanks. For me, if I were experiencing the funk, I would... uh, walking an hour a day, I would write nonstop. I have an animal. I actually got a cat because I was so depressed maybe a year and a half or two years ago. No, a year and a half ago. I got it. Oh, a year ago. I got a kitty. Not because I was like, I, I would love to have this responsibility. I got a kitty because I was so moody and in my head and overthinking stuff and depressed. I needed to put my attention on something other than me and I needed to stop being so selfish and I needed to get out of my head and put my attention on the thing in front of me that needed needed me to feed him and love him and be sweet and pay attention to him and take care of him, you know? So so maybe get a dog or an animal or something if you can and just use this time. This is about you figuring out what you want for your life, mourning the death of your dad, being as kind to yourself as possible, writing in your journal, support system for your mom, and use and like and hang out with your family and vice versa. Let, let them support you, and you can support them. And talk about your father, and just figure out what you want your life to be, and get excited about the future, and and just be with however be with however you're feeling in the moment. If you need to cry, cry as much as possible. If you want to watch, stay home and be under the covers and be alone and watch movies, and cry, and write in your journal, and then stay home and do that. Like, take care of yourself. Like, you know, you're in a certain moment of your life, and it, it won't be forever, and it'll, it'll change. And that way, when, when you're more happy in the future, because you will be, I totally promise, 
when you get to the other side of this and you feel reinvigorated to be alive and, and kind of excited about life and and uh, and all that, you'll look back and you'll go, oh, wow, this is so different from how I was feeling then. But you need, it, you need to be feeling the way you're feeling now because you're healing part of that time. You know, this is a necessary evil. It's okay. Just like accept the feeling of being sad and like just make friends with it and be cozy and you can call into my show anytime if you ever want to call in and talk to me one-on-one if you decide to, you can do that. Um, watch lots of great television. I heard the Black Mirror is good, but maybe don't watch that. Maybe it's scary and weird. But uh, what else is good? Sex in the City, Girls, Ridiculous Stupid Shows on Bravo, Cook. You should go to the supermarket, whether it's Whole Foods or Trader Joe's or Ralph's or wherever you want to go and get some stuff and cook. You know, cook by yourself, cook with your mom, cook with your cousins, whatever. If you have a family, hang out with them. Just, like, try not to isolate yourself, but it's okay if you want to, you know, read it. It's okay if you want to be alone, too, obviously. Here's another thing you should do. Read a book. It's so nice to take a bath, an Epsom salt bath, or or just be in your bed and be reading, like, a really good book. It makes you feel like you're, you're like, jumping into somebody else's life. And you're all cozy and you're like, you know, you're dipping into another world because, you know, it's like it's a way to escape and it's great. I'm reading a book right now. What I, I can read and I'm going to tell you the name of that book. The book that I'm reading is called The Love Affairs of Nathaniel P. And it's by Adele Waldman. And it's so good. It is amazing. The Love Affairs of Nathaniel P. So I hope that helps. Let me know if that helps. I will write back to you and let you know that we read, that I read your, uh, who's we, me and Kitty? I'll, I'll uh, write back to you and let you know that I read this during the show. Um, all right. Jumping to a whole other thing. Here's, I'm going to, um, I'm going to go back to the question before my last question, which is, Naming, coming up with a loving name for post uh, having children breasts that are stretched and semi wrinkly and uh, you know a bit saggy. Here's what my lifeline said. He said, "Years of life, succulent circles, mommeries. Yeah, mommeries. That's cute. Um, how about baby boobs? Baby boobs. I like baby boobs because they're art kits and baby boobs." Baby boobs is cute because it's like B squared. Baby boobs. It sounds so fun. You want to smile. I want to go, let me see those baby boobs. Let me suck on those baby boobs. That's what I like. Yeah, baby boobs. Sorry, Lifeline. I'm not accepting any of your answers. Um, All right. Well, you guys, I think I might wrap up the show shortly. If you have uh, any last ditch questions for me, you can call into the show, 646-378-0649 is the number. Once again, 646-378-0649 is the number to get through into Boy Crazy Radio, an advice hotline where I serve as your big sister, the big sister you never even knew you wanted. Kind of like Loveline, but not Loveline. 
Uh, oh, Jesus. Um, okay, I'm wrapping up the show. Thank you for turning into Boy Crazy Radio, sponsored by I'mBoyCrazy.com. Uh, you can follow me uh, on Twitter and Instagram, at Alexi Wasser. What else do I want to tell you guys? Um, tune in next Wednesday, same time, same place, 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, always, because you need to rely on something in this ever-changing world. Uh, you can subscribe to Boy Crazy Radio on iTunes. Yeah, motherfucking iTunes. It's a huge deal. I can't believe it. I'm on iTunes. Who would have thought? Um, and I think that's pretty much it, you guys. And I don't care what everyone else says about you. I don't care that everyone else is horrible, mean, fucked up things behind your back. You know why I don't care? Because I love you. Liquid means rewind. A gunshot means forward. You requested it, so we rewind. Yeah. Turn it all up. Yeah. Look, I got enemies, got a lot of enemies, got a lot of people trying to drain me of my energy. They trying to take the wave from a nigga. Fucking with the kid and pray for your nigga. I got girls in real life trying to fuck up my day. Fuck going online, that ain't part of my day. I got real shit popping with my family too. I got niggas that can never leave Canada too. I got two mortgages, 30 million in total. I got niggas that are still try fucking me over. I got rap niggas that I gotta act like I like. But my acting days are over, fuck them niggas for life. Yeah, I got enemies, got a lot of enemies. Got a lot of people trying to drain me of this energy. Trying to take the wave from a nigga. Fucking with the kid and pray for your nigga. I got people talking down, man, like I give a fuck. I bought this one a purse, I bought this one a truck I bought this one a house, I bought this one a mall I keep buying shit, just make sure you keep track of it all I got bitches asking me about the code for the Wi-Fi So they can talk about the timeline And show me pictures of their friends Just to tell me they ain't really friends Ex-girl, she the female version of me I got strippers in my life, but they virgins to me I hear everybody talking about what they gon' be I got high hopes for you niggas, we gon' see I got money in the court till all my niggas are free About to call your ass a Uber, I got somewhere to be I hear fairy tales about how they gon' run up on me Well run up when you see me, then we gon' see I got enemies, got a lot of enemies Got a lot of people trying to drain me of this energy Trying to take the wave from a nigga Fucking with the kid and pray for your nigga Nah, fuck all of you niggas, I ain't finished Y'all don't wanna hear me say it's a go Y'all don't wanna see when, when, 50 or woe I got real ones living past Kennedy Road I got real ones with me everywhere that I go I'm trying to tell you, I got enemies Got a lot of enemies Every time I see them, something wrong with their memory Trying to take the wave from a nigga So tired of saving all these niggas, Mike I got enemies, got a lot of enemies Got a lot of people trying to drain me of this energy Trying to take the wave from a nigga Fucking with the kid and pray for your nigga
Big news. The new Sprint LTE Plus network is faster than Verizon and AT&T based on analysis of a recent study by Nielsen. And to celebrate, we're inviting you to join Sprint for the biggest offer in U.S. wireless history. Switch to Sprint and save 50% on most Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile rates. Yep, you heard that right. No gimmicks, no tricks. You have Verizon 6 gigs for $60, 30 with Sprint. And if you have 15 gigs for $100 from AT&T, 50 with Sprint. Even if you have T-Mobile's 10 gigs for $80, we'll give it to you for 40 And we won't force you to watch video in low def. Oh, and one more thing. We'll even pay your switching fees up to $650 per line so you can switch to the Sprint LTE Plus network today. Visit a Sprint store at Sprint.com slash save 50%. Offer coverage not available everywhere for discounted phones. Excludes taxes, surcharges, roaming, and premium content. Subject to new line, $36 activation fee. Credit valid for in Plans may not be exact match. See website for eligible plans. Offer end 1716-721818. Exclusions and restrictions apply. Contract by audio reward card requires online registration.